This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the funeral of the Redskins and the castration of Jim Zorn. We talk about the players cut and signed this week and the play calling duties and other stuff that sucks and much more. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening, stankuses? Yo, 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 I just wanted to start out the podcast this week with a song that was put forth by the Ashburn Funeral Choir, as in a funeral for the Redskins as a team, and here it goes. Feel free to stay along. You know the words. Dudes, when I hear that song, I just envision, like, a Redskins helmet, like, in a coffin with, like, pallbearers being, Dude, I I envision a bunch of of nice and toasty, very, very depressed individuals schlepping it out of the, uh, out of the stadium, (laughs) schlepping through the, through the, uh, parking lot, kind of to the beat of the music, back and forth as they walk through the parking lot. All depressed like a funeral dirge, you know, all like in a line, two by two type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I just love that. that fail, not, not... fail to the Redskins. I swear, I heard some guy sing it like this at one point, and I think I think that was Jim Zorn because after the game, he got his balls cut off by the Vinny and the Danny, and lost his play calling ability. Might as well had fired him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All I yes, know sir. is I was about to jump through the television and cut him myself if he didn't bench Jason Campbell for the second half. Yeah, he you was and I horrible. were saying the same thing. Yeah, Jason Campbell. Oh, man. I, I, I think, Josh, I don't know if you're in agreement, but I think the, uh, the Jason Campbell experiment is pretty much over now. I mean, even... The three of us have been big supporters of him through through a lot of adversity, and and I mean I'm done. Dude, I still maintain he's had no blocking. Look at that makeshift offensive line. I don't put it all on him. I mean, yes, he he's made some bad decisions. He is not. Uh, he couldn't he, he couldn't hit the broad he, has, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, man. <laughs> I'd have to agree with John. You know, I think he's running scared. I think he's running scared a little bit because I mean he's he, he doesn't know who's like got blocking in front of him. I just want to point out yeah. two um, two plays. One, he had Devin Thomas pretty much wide open on the sideline and threw the ball out of bounds. And another one, he had Santana Moss pretty deep. I think it was on a crossing pattern. I don't remember. And he overthrew him. 
Well, yeah, Moss went horizontal and it hit him in the hands. And Aaron and you and I were debating this. He should have caught that anyway, being a you know an NFL receiver and a well-paid one at that. However, if he had hit him in stride, it would have been a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But he had four or five bad throws before that in, in the entire first half, at least. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, he's had drop passes and he's running for his life back there some behind odd body hire, leaking like a sieve on the left side of the line and all the other makeshift crap going on there. But man, Jason Campbell, his decision making has been really, really bad. Odd Poor. Body. Poor at best. Jason, yeah, I mean, and like Josh was saying, the offensive line did not help him out. No, they did not help him at all. And, and, and they, let's keep going. They, the offensive line has not helped him at all. And why is the and offensive hey, Aaron, line not while helping? We're at it, let's because go ahead and because we don't have an dude. offensive line. Oh, seriously, Do, can you guys hear me? Can you hear me talking? Franco American. I suppose you can't hear me. Show them your old face. Yes, we can hear you, Josh. This is the O line report with Josh Allen. Seriously, what I'm saying is, is that the offensive line is not helping him because there is no offensive line, and there's no offensive line to help him because why? No one put an offensive line in place, and whose job was that? Even though we screamed for it for the last three years, they continue. Uh huh. To only lineman draft. Whose job was that? Three rounds. Was in the last, first three rounds in the last ten years, the only lineman drafted in the last ten years in rounds one, two, and three are Chris Samuels, who may have to retire because of his injury, Derek Dockery, who we luckily got back, and Chad Cut Reinhardt, who sucks so bad he can't even get any playing time on this offensive line. <laughs> he can't even beat out an undrafted free agent from Maryland named Odd Body Hire, who apparently loves to let people come in and sack the quarterback in our own end zone. Oh, man. Yeah. We knew it was going to be bad, dudes. We knew it was going to be bad when they had to move him to the left side. And, you know, Mike Williams wasn't great on the right, but he's so big, maybe they just could have, like, parked him on the left side and just had him stand there with his arms out or something. I don't know. You know how... been a little bit better than uh, Odd Body. You know how it wouldn't have been so bad? It wouldn't have been so bad if Vinny Serrato would actually like listen to the fans for the last three years and draft linemen. That's because Vinny's an idiot. Oh, we don't need linemen. Let's go get two receivers and a cornerback and a tight end last year. Yeah. And this year, <laughs> oh, let's go get a linebacker slash defensive end. Not that I'm complaining, because he's playing really well, but we needed an offensive lineman more. Three offensive linemen in the first three rounds in the last ten years. I don't even know what to say, except for Vinny Serrato. Cut! If you want to cut someone, Vinny, cut yourself. That was horrible. It's horrible. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's just... Uh-huh. It, it can't, it can't all be Jason Campbell's fault. It just can't. Oh, it's Sorry. not all, it's not all Jason Campbell's fault. It's not no, all Jim Zorn's fault. It's the two other yeah. guys above them's fault. As far as it I'm all concerned. starts at the top. It all flows downhill and it's all big and brown right now. Mm-hmm. 
and it smells like Daniel Snyder. Did you? But see anyway, that? we've talked about that a lot, guys. Let's go on into our uh, games and kicks. What do you say? All right. Uh, and now, the coveted and ever elusive Game Ball Award. Wait, did you guys want to do the kicks again first? Dude, let's do the kicks first. You know, go negative first, and then 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 end on a positive note. You need to start putting it in the itinerary that way. But here we go. It's time for this week's <laughs> kicking the balls award. <laughs> this week's kicking the balls award brought to you by the Vienna Boys Choir. <laughs> I thought you were going to say v- Vienna Sausages. <laughs> the Vienna, Virginia, Boys Choir. <laughs> the Vienna, Virginia Sausages. Sausage <laughs> They're having a fest uh, this weekend. Um, all right, dudes. Well, uh... <laughs> I know who I'm giving mine to. Can I give it? Please. I'm giving mine to Odd Body Hire. For not blocking what? Uh, buddy. anyone, uh, buddy hire needs a jingle. Not uh, blocking buddy. the the high powered Chiefs defense defensive line the entire game and allowing his second safety in his many weeks. Yeah, that's really bad. Good point. I didn't even think of that. Dude, he Can sucks. we possibly see safety number three this week? Yeah, speaking of safeties, well, I'm going to give my see. cut to uh, – I'm giving mine to LaRon Landry. Where the hell is he? Oh, dude. I know they've got him back there playing, like, you know, center field at some, but not a lot, and he's not. He's, like, taking bad angles, and he's been getting worse every game. He's not getting good coaching back there, I guess. I don't know. But he's taking bad angles. He's missing tackles worse and worse every week. He's either missing because he's like coming in with like these sailor dives or trying to hit somebody and totally missing tackle or, or bouncing off or just totally whiffing. Did you see? Burnt. Did you see that one where he tried to hit Dwayne Bow? Is that his name? And he yeah. just like Who? Dwayne Bow just like oh, tried to do a sailor's dive on Dwayne Bow and he just looked at him like Psh, and like swatted at him like a mosquito. And let him die. I bet he's starting. Yeah, I bet he's starting to become a joke. He's he's all they got to do is make a juke, and they totally make him miss. And if he hits somebody, half the time he can't even pull him down anyway. I don't know what the hell's going on with him, but he's starting to suck. He's starting to suck bad. Mm-hmm. But then again, so is much of the team. But yeah, he gets my kick in the balls. That I mean, what is going on, dude? Yeah. Um. I guess I'll give mine. You know, I was very disgusted, and I really just wanted to kick the entire team. Um, I had a little bit of uh, of an Aaron moment at the Panthers game, but but I I came back. I came back. But you were in the privacy of your own. It was. Uh, yes, yes. Um, and afterwards, I had a little bit of that moment in the uh, grocery store, but um, I was afraid they were going to call the cops on me, so I had to calm down. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to give my kick, well, put it this way. I don't know. I have Yourself. this sofa in my house and it's like one of those pit groups. It's really long. It's like a U shaped and it's super comfortable. I mean like really, really comfortable. And it has a ton of cushions on it 
And so I've got to give my kick to uh, D'Angelo Hall because he was given more cushions than there were on my sofa uh, on his coverage this week. You know, I'm watching him, and it's like he's playing off. He's playing off. So, what is his deal? Why does he give so much cushion? Well, I don't understand it. Is he trying to poach? Is he? I mean, what's he doing? He is D'Angelo Hall. That's all he does because he can't tackle. All he's doing is trying to poach. And dude, you have to include Carlos Rogers. Can you give a give a double kick to 22 and 23? Because the two of them together just absolutely suck. They're horrible. Okay, dude. double kick. They, try, they and can they both bring sit on my sofa at either end, and they won't be able to even, you know, they won't even be able to play footsies. Then they have Tryon <laughs> in there to just, you know, make it even more comical. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Try yeah, the secondary is pretty bad. And, I mean, what? they were putting pressure. Matt Castle was getting chased the entire game. They were putting pressure on him. The, you know, Hainsworth, when he wasn't on the sideline, rolling around on the field going, ah, 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 ah. Uh, he was actually putting some pretty good pressure up the middle. The defensive ends didn't almost didn't matter which defensive end was in there. Um, Chris Wilson had a sack. Albert Hainsworth and Philip Daniels split a sack. I think Arakpo um, had Carter one. Andre Carter had a couple. Arakpo had one when they finally ran him as a defensive end where he should be. Uh, the defensive line was just really they were really killing it. Goldston didn't have a sack, but he had a bunch of he had a couple of tackles for losses and he had a lot of pressure. They were killing it against the pass, but they were able to run pretty well against us. I thought I didn't see the stats, yeah. but that's a, yeah, that's, that's felt a, that way. Uh, that's a linebacker issue still. Do you have the stats on the how many running yards they had on us? Why seemed, they had too many, like um, way too many. They their running yards they had 110 to our 118. As a matter of fact, and yeah, but like 80 of ours were on one play. Yeah, a lot of ours. 78 of our 100. And, 78 of our yards were on that one run by Clinton Portis where he was so tired he couldn't even, like, make one cut to get that touchdown. And Mike Sellers couldn't even make, like, one block to get him through. (laughs) Yeah, one cut and one block, and that would have been a touchdown. I don't understand why he just ran out of bounds there when there was one guy. All he had to do was was, cut He was sucking wind, dude. He was sucking wind because he doesn't practice all week. That's, like, the longest he's probably ran in, like, you know, months at one time. He needs to be running some wind sprints in practice. If he could run, his his ankles are giving him trouble. We're getting old. I mean, dude. What's a good thing? Dude, it's a good thing we cut Marcus Mason and signed um, Quentin Quentin (laughs) Gaither this week, whoever he is. Who the hell is Quentin Gaither? Go back a second. Go back a second. We'll get to that, dudes. Oh, sorry. I I got ahead of ourselves. Don't get ahead of yourself here, but yes. Mm-hmm. Shall we? Let's move on to game balls. Game balls. Yeah, because we could kick nearly the entire team here. And, and now, I could kick the, the entire team, the whole team. Ever elusive game ball award. All right, the game ball awards. They're not uh, brought to you by anyone because no one wants to sponsor anything related to the Redskins. This is a challenge right here. Well, I'm going to give mine to uh, collectively to the defensive line that had like five or six sacks because five sacks. that's the most sacks that we've seen in one game in who knows how long. <laughs> but it Since seems forever. You got stuck in the locker room at that home game a few years ago. 
sick. Dude, we saw more sacks than we they have at Kroger. We see oh, more man. sacks than um, KJ seems every week in the Redskins locker room. Oh, dearie, dear. Oh, man. <laughs> Josh, do you want to go ahead this time? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give a game ball to, uh, oh gosh, you know, I thought Andre Carter had an awesome game again. I thought he was a standout, you know, for yeah. for what he did. Uh, he, he and had a Hainsworth. Solid game. Hainsworth yeah. is good, dude. Sorry to interrupt you again there, but he and Hainsworth, they seem to be working well. They seem to be kind of getting on the same, uh, uh, the same wavelength right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hainsworth's good, like you said, when he's not, like, rolling around on the ground trying to get a breath. <sighs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't know if he's a – I don't know that he's $100 million good, though. I just got to say. I mean, well, come on. He had think a good about game. it this way, though. What is Tennessee's record right now? Yeah, they haven't won any games, and last year they won 12. They're 0-6. What are you telling me? It was all his fault up, that they won all these they games gave last up. year? 59 points to a very pissed off Tom Brady and the Patriots. Speaking of Tom Brady, it's about halfway through the season. He's coming off a major leg, ankle, in, or knee injury. It's it's He's going to do nothing but get better. But beyond that, yeah, Hainsworth, like we say, he's one of those guys you can we'll bust on him for all the stuff he's not doing. And a lot of the stuff he does do, you don't really notice. But that pressure he gets up the middle is what, what caused you know, four of five, four of those five sacks. And granted, it was against Kansas City, who really sucks, but not as bad as we do. <laughs> yeah, we only scored two uh, field goals on them. Mm, two, <laughs> two. All um, right, I'll go ahead and get my game ball then. Um, mine goes to uh, the third running back and the last running back on the list now, other than this this guy that we've never heard of, uh, Rock Cartwright. Not because he's a running back, but because he had a good day returning kicks. He had five kick returns for 98 yards. Once Sweet. again, a very solid performance by Rock Cartwright, I thought. And I can't think of anyone else to give a game ball to. Give a shout-out to the fine. Kansas City kicker, uh, Ryan Suckup, the man with the unfortunate last name. Um, he's Mr. Irrelevant in last year's draft, or this year's draft. And awesome. he hit four field goals. How did our punter uh, do? Carried him to victory. Pakalak the punter had eight punts for 35.8 yard average, three inside the 20. Dude, eight and then he punts. Got cut again, and we brought back good old Ronaldo Win. Welcome, <laughs> Ronaldo Win. Eight punts, dude. Eight. Eight punts <laughs> against the Chiefs. Eight, eight oh freaking God. punts. Cut! God! Can we just. The defense. Can we just man, not do it anymore? Know, uh, yeah, yeah, let's move on. Please move on. Eight punts is like more than the Patriots have had all season. Oh, my God. Can we just not do any more of this podcast and just leave white noise or black noise for the rest of this or whatever? <laughs> no, we've got to morning And people can we, listen to, dude. you know, we can listen to, like, I don't know, Carmina Burana or something. I, I don't know. what. Whatever. We've got to listen to, to the choir. Vienna Virginia Boys Choir. We've got so many more stupid things Virginia to talk about. So many more stupid things to talk about that Vinny and Danny did this week. All right. Well, then let's move on. What's what's the injury situation? Well, the injury report, because the Redskins are playing a Monday night game, 
coming up. The injury report is actually coming out tomorrow on Thursday. However, we do know that uh, Clinton Porter sat out Wednesday with a sprained ankle and plantar situs in his, uh, I guess it's the same foot, the foot that's with the same ankle. Um, apparently, he just ran the hell out of that leg when he was running that seventy-yard, seventy-eight-yard uh, <laughs> uh-huh. run down the field. Um, sprained ankle. Speaking of that, Albert Hainsworth sprained his ankle. Um, that was a couple of weeks ago, I think, against the Rams. But he seems to be coming back from that. He seemed, I mean, he was hustling for some of those plays. You know, by week sixteen, he might be week seventeen. He might be in pretty good shape. Did Stephon um, Meyer sprain his back? Steph, who? Stephon Heyer. Um, My body. Maybe. Sure. He, I thought he obviously did. He was on it so much. <laughs> Here we go again. Um, let's see. Kareem Moore and Chris Horton had the flu, but they should recover in time for the game. Uh, Philip Daniels actually played pretty decent for having a bicep muscle detached from the bone. But uh, Did that hurt? That happen did he say did it hurt? Seriously. It's I've, gotta hurt. He yeah, had it taped up with his big black pad. Yeah. It's kind of like flopping around rap. there. Dudes, I thought of another game ball and really quick, because this is one that we just don't give too often. Uh you gotta back give a up, shout back, at least to Chris. Gotta give a shout at least to Chris Wilson, right? John yeah, did, dude. John, did. John gave him a shout, but yeah, he had a good game. Yeah. Did you give him a shout? I did, oh, I I did along with the other uh, defensive ends. And, dude, you're so right. That's a guy who should have been getting a lot of playing time for the last two years because he really had a great end of the season. I think it was three season, three years ago. He had a couple sacks in a couple of games near the end of the year. Um, he was playing really well. I don't understand why they don't keep putting this guy in as a speed pass rusher uh, and giving him more playing I don't time. Either. Dude, can I ask you a question yeah. real quick? Yeah. It's kind of skipping forward. The trade deadline, as we know, was Tuesday, and I don't yeah. think we made any moves. If we have this plethora of promising defensive linemen like Chris Wilson and Jarman and, um, you know, we've got a Rackpo and Daniels and all these other dudes, <laughs> do you think it may have benefited the team to try to trade for a decent offensive lineman? It's one of those guys? What? That's insane. I think we should have traded Carlos Rogers to somebody. Dude, it's like we could have seen what we could get for him. I'll give you a bag of popcorn. Well, no, I mean, you know what I mean? It's like Danny and Vinny are like, well, we've got all these great defensive linemen. We can't trade any of them. They're too good. Yeah, yeah. And I got to say, in the NFL, there's hardly ever trades anyway. And there were only like two or three trades, and they were all like middle-tier guys for draft picks and things like that in the entire NFL. There weren't, certainly weren't any blockbusters. But, you know, we – I guess it shows they're not throwing in the towel, but that's just because they're dumb at this point. All right, enough about anyway, that. Anyway, going back the injury report, one more thing I want to report on Chris Samuels. Um, it's not looking good for him to play again this season. And it's, it, and we talked about this last week. It's, it's very possible he may have to retire. What's his injury? injury? And it's starting to look a little bit more like that. I thought they um, said it was just a stinger. What is it now? It is a stinger. I thought that was just like it meant he get hit pretty hard. That's what I thought a stinger was. Yeah, but he's dude. He's got that condition. That's like he's got that uh, spinal very stenosis. dangerous for him. Yeah, he's got that yeah. spinal stenosis deal, dude. I talked about it last week. That that 
I wasn't on the, last. The week. Aaron wasn't here that. last week. I wasn't. Oh here. yeah, Aaron, I forgot. But you listened to it. You listened to it long enough to hear that we made you kick yourself. That's as long. <laughs> Once you guys made me kick myself, I turned it off. I couldn't listen anymore. <laughs> With as bad as the Redskins played, you couldn't find someone else for me to kick besides myself. Come on. <laughs> I don't um, know, dude. <laughs> that that spinal stenosis. Uh, thing is the reason that Chris Samuels has that ironing board sticking up behind his head and that huge like pimp collar on his jersey because it's a very serious injury and if he gets injury to the spinal cord he can have tingling and numbness and it's a condition really? that if he has hits over and over again you some of that stuff can become permanent so when people get injured that have this condition such as I think it was Max Strong the fullback the all pro fullback from Seattle um, who just up and retired in the middle of the season. I, th- I think it was last year, the guy who led Sean Alexander to an MVP a few years ago for C- for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh-huh. He got hit and he had a stinger, and they said, you've got this condition. If you don't get hit again, you'll, rec- you'll recover all your feeling and everything, and you won't have any like permanent damage. And he was like, he, he retired the next day. In the all middle right. of the season. It was like the first week of October or something. So we, he may be without Chris Samuels. Ever. But is he just taking his time deciding if he's going to retire or what's going Well, on? he's got to go back to the doctor. Um, oh, actually, he went to a doctor, uh, back to a doctor this week. He went out to California to be evaluate, evaluated by some medical specialist. Um, the word, official word, is he's out indefinitely, and it is very possible he may have to retire. Um, I hate to bring him up because we all hate him, hate, hate, hate him, but Michael Irvin had the same thing as well. And that was one of those things where they were like, you, if you don't retire, you're going to have permanent damage to your body, to your nerve system, your nervous system. Huh. So. I thought that that yeah. big ironing board thing was like, was like a fashion statement or something. I thought he was trying to look cool. Well, along with the pimp collar. That's not the case? Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I Absolutely. thought so. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, so hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully he'll be all right. I, I do not foresee the Redskins um, having Chris Samuels for the rest of the season. However, along with Randy Thomas, I told you. Can I he say something told else? You. Can I say something else about Chris Samuels? Golly. Yeah. If we do not foresee Chris Samuels coming back for the rest of the season, I do not foresee the Redskins winning another game this season. Dude, second most important position on the field. Hmm. Enough said about that. So, should we start playing for draft picks? Yeah, truly. <laughs> well, we can't play Chad Reinhardt because apparently he sucks. Um, who, the, who else are we going to play? It doesn't really matter if we play for draft picks because Vinny Serrato doesn't know how to use them. Yeah, no lie. Anyway. Um, all right. Enough about that. Uh, speaking of... Um, there was some castration this week at Redskins Park as Zorn was relieved of his play calling duties and Hello, no surprise to any of us, those duties were given to Bingo Man himself, Sherm someone, <laughs> Sherm Lewis. Sherman Lewis. One of the Shermans. He was brought in as a consultant, quote unquote, a couple weeks ago, um, the spy that we've been referring to the last couple of weeks, and shocker, suddenly... He's going to be pl- calling the plays. This is how it's going to work, dudes. I heard this on the radio this morning. Sherman Lewis, who actually has a really strong pedigree as a, uh, a, a coach, an assistant coach in the NFL, and according to Michael Wilbon, um, if he had been around, if the Rooney rule had been in effect, which is 
for those of you who don't know, the Rooney Rule is that you have to interview at least one minority person um, for a head coaching vacancy, I think, out of four or five interviews that you're supposed to do to hire a new head coach. One has to be a minority. That's how Mike Tomlin got his job in Pittsburgh, which has worked out really well. Um, that's how Raheem got his job down in Tampa, which isn't working out so well. Um, so that's the deal with that. If he, if that rule had been around when Sherman Lewis was in the prime of his career, he would have had a shot at actually being a head coach. So even though we joke about the fact that he was actually literally calling bingo numbers and retired, um, he might actually, you know, he's getting a shot that he kind of deserved, and Jim Zorn certainly does not deserve anymore. Having said that, this is the way it's going to work. All right. Sherman Lewis is up in the box looking down on the field. He sees, you know, they get the kick return. Rock returns it to the 30 or whatever. And then he calls the play to Jim Zorn, who has to relay it to Jason Campbell. Are you kidding me? So how many Nine. delay of game calls are we going to have during this? <laughs> he is giving the plays to Jim Zorn <laughs> to be relayed to so, Jason Campbell on the field. All right, what do we get? 40 so, seconds so Jim between Zorn. plays? I don't know why this is. Yeah, exactly. Jim Why? Zorn's going to be like, no. But, dudes, if Jim Zorn changes his play, we're totally going to know because it's going to have idiot written all over it when you see it on the field. <laughs> no, It'll but be like a double super reverse but here's with the a qu- flea flicker and, you know, you know some yeah, dudes, garbage but, like that. But here's but my question. whose playbook dude. is this? Whose playbook is it? It's, it's Jim the West Zorn's. Coast offense playbook. Yeah, it's Jim. I mean, it's this playbook that's been already there. It's just he's going to pick better plays from it, hopefully. Yeah. But that, here's that's the thing. The theory. Here's the thing, though. That's a good question. What is it, 40 seconds between plays we have? Is that the play clock? 40, 49, something like that. 39, I mean, 40. All right, anyway. So, basically, if 40. it only takes Sherm Lewis five seconds to decide what play he wants to call, it's going to take him another three to three seconds or so to actually say it to Jim Zorn. And if Jim Zorn actually hears him, it'll take him another five seconds to get it to Jason Campbell. So we're already down to like 25, 30 seconds left on the play clock before Jason Campbell relays it to the team. Then he's got to relay it to the team. How's it going to work? Then he has to relay it to the team. Then they have to get up to the line and do any kind of audibles or changes based on the defense and then hike the ball. I'm foreseeing at least five delay game penalties and wasting all the time out. (laughs) I mean, is you you might as well have a multi-channel headset. Yeah. Is that how it's going to work? I don't know. All I know is that you might as well have like an episode of Benny Hill playing at the same time because it's going to be yakety sacks <laughs> the entire game against the Eagles on Monday night. I mean, why can't uh, why can't they just cut out the middleman here? Seriously. Because it's the Redskins. They don't do anything the right way anymore. That's why we suck so bad. That's why the stadium was half empty on Sunday against the freaking Chiefs, a home game in the middle of the day. Half I, empty. Dude. Dude, he sh- was more than half fifty. I have a friend I have a friend that uh that went to the game and he said it was like ghost town empty. He's never really? seen it that empty and he's had seat and he's had season tickets for like ten years. Well think about what it it's gonna empty. look like on Monday night. You know, there's gonna be a lot of green for Eagles fans, even though their team's not doing great. But, you know, the Redskins have fans, you know, not busting on us at all, but fans don't show up as much to the Monday night games because people have to work the next day. 
And it's a pain in the butt to get to the stadium. And it's horrible to get to the stadium, and it's ridiculous trying to get out of there. Um, but anyway, back to Jim Zorn. Do we do? do are we doing the Zorn thing anymore? Or are we just have we just cut the whole? Uh, uh, I've already cut the sound effect from the uh, system here in um, anticipation that they're going to cut Jim Zorn. Well, the new the new Jim Zorn sound effect is. <laughs> It's like that scene in The Big Lebowski where he's, he's tripping on that the, the whatever drug they put in his uh, white Russian, and he's running down, and the Germans are behind him in those big red bodysuits with those huge scissors, and they're like, do, 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 shoo! Yeah, that. yeah, that's Jim Zorn right there. <laughs> Jim Zorn! Hello, my name is Jim Zorn. I'm a dead man walking. Uh, um, so, yeah, dudes, Jim Zorn, the game is Monday night. Coming up here against the Eagles, and I guarantee Tuesday, Jim Zorn. Cut! So the yes. question is, who is going to take over for him at that time? And gonna, we already know. Because we do go uh, into a bye week. You really think he's going to be cut? You think it's going to happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. It already came out today, and this is sources inside Redskins Park, and it's been all over ESPN um, and uh, um, Sports Illustrator's website and others as well. That uh, and fanhouse.com, which is a actually kind of a, become a big website. It's got some good reporters who have uh, kind of working their way into the away from the dying newspaper media and onto the uh, the World Wide Web, that fancy new invention. And uh, everyone, all those sources this morning were reporting that Mike Shanahan had already been offered the Redskins job and turned it down because he will not take over the team in midseason. Really? And I also read that somewhere today, I forget where, that they were trying to take the play calling ability away from Jim Zorn, hoping that he would then resign so that they would be able to get out of paying him the rest of his contract. Oh, yeah. That's he, actually con- he actually considered resigning. The Washington Post reported today that, that he considered resigning after uh, after that was taken away from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't you? But, you know, I'm you sure get paid. He, he's very analytical, and I'm sure he was like, well, that's what they want. And, you know, as as much as I've gotten shafted, even though my even though his play calling sucks and his game management sucks and has never gotten better, um, <clears throat> you know, he is kind of getting shafted by the Danny and the Vinny. So <laughs> I, I feel, I'm just like, yeah, dude, hang out and make them fire you so you get your money. Well. I'm sure he's well, not dude, making Steve, that much uh, anyway. He's certainly not making the $5 million or so that Spurrier was making. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he had a conversation with um, Steve Largent. Did you guys read about that? Um, uh, yeah. I saw a flyer uh, on that. What was that about? He had he had a coach. He had a uh, conversation with Steve Largent, and basically Jim Zorden kind of told him how it all went down. And uh, supposedly, they even pulled out the contract, Jim Zorden's contract, and said, you know, you've got to do whatever the owner tells you to do. And um, and and basically they gave him a choice to either resign or he could, uh, you know, stay on under the current uh, situation or scenario, which was yeah. to relinquish his uh, play-calling responsibilities. Yeah. Allegedly that's what happened. Allegedly. Yeah. Well, Although I'm much more apt yes. to listen to a Jim Zorn side of the story than, than the bullcrap you know, glossed over – version that we're going to end up hearing about from the Danny and his media people. You know who I want to hear it from? 
I want to hear it from Larry Michael because that's who I really trust within the Redskins organization. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, yeah, Larry. (laughs) Dude, I can't think if I – dude, if we bought the Redskins – well, I guess we – if we bought the Redskins, hypothetically – Obviously, the nanny wouldn't be there anymore. Who would you fire first? Would you fire Vinny or would you fire Larry Michael? Vinny, and then Larry wouldn't make it till lunchtime before I wandered down to his little hole of an office somewhere and fired him. Dude, he'd be like cowering in a corner, like going, no, I won't go. I won't go. It's third and five, except it's four. It's fourth and three, except it's two. (laughs) And the first person I'd call to take his place would be Frank Herzog. Yeah, absolutely. But any and the first person I'd call to take Vinny Serrato's place is Charlie Casterly. <laughs> oh dear, I'm not joking. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Zorn's a dead man walking, dude. He'll be fired. He'll be fired on Tuesday. There's no way they're going to keep him through the bye week unless they're going to. If they draw it out any longer than that to try to humiliate him into quitting, it, that means they're going to try to keep him for the rest of the year unless he raises like a big crap storm in the media about it which at that point he really should they just need to fire him mm-hmm. on tuesday and they probably will so um dude do you think we should take a break real quick and come back and talk about more about those roster moves and uh the eagles game oh you mean us getting pissed off that they cut marcus mason yeah we'll talk about that after the break stupid all right, all right. here we go this is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. Now in high definition. Only at HarryHogFootball.com and RedskinsBook.com. Dudes, we never joked ourselves about this. Why is everything these days high definition? Why is everything we make high definition? Just everything in the world is everything is either high definition or chipotle, or or extreme. Yeah, or extreme. I, I think we're joking that you know it's uh. I mean, nobody wants to hear that something is in low definition. Now, it's streaming low definition. I think we should just say... <laughs> I think we should just say now in hi-fi. <laughs> that was like the 70s high definition. Get your 8-tracks ready. Hi-fi. Harry Hog Football, yep. the box set is coming out. Anyway, what the we were about, set. what we were talking about before the break... The other roster moves. It, it it's just like a a a mess. There's so much to talk about this week because there's so many bad things going on. It's it's just coming out so disjointed. So yeah, let's 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 focus on the roster moves here. Um, do you want me to just give you a quick rundown? Yeah. All right, dudes. First, we'll talk about who the Redskins have signed. Yay! Uh, the Redskins signed an offensive lineman, Levi Jones, formerly of the Bengals. You guys may have remembered him as their first-round pick in 2002, and the fact that he was pretty no, good until 2005, 
and he's been pretty much constantly injured ever since. Demanded a trade or a trade. Um, and Marvin Lewis, formerly of the Redskins, gave him a train out of town by saying, cut! And, uh, yeah, he's been kind of swimming around in fat mediocrity looking for a team ever since. So basically. Redskins actually were looking at him a few weeks, a few months ago, um, because, you know, they love to sign those former first round picks, especially re- reclamation project kind of guys. Um, <laughs> and they thought Adaptive he sucked back then. So they didn't sign him, but they're in such dire straits now. Levi Jones is now a Redskin. I'm sure they're going to pay him $10 million a year because he was once a first-round first draft pick. pick. So basically he came from one sucky team and he's going to another one. Yeah, but he got cut. He hasn't played this entire season because he was so bad. And he's had major back issues as well. Nice. So kind of like Stephon is, is he like game ready? Can he even play? I don't know. Is he ready to play? Uh, I don't even ready. Big and busted. willing. He's playing. It doesn't matter if he's ready. Worse than higher. Yeah, and it's not like the Redskins actually do those physicals anymore because they pretty much just need anyone they can get on the offensive line. They like getting the security guards. They're just like, dude, you're fat. Can you play? (laughs) Dude, you're big. (laughs) This guy's huge. Mike Williams. Let's throw him in there. Before we go on to the more sign, let's talk about the former first round picks that are on the Redskins right now. All of them. First round picks that are on the Redskins right now that the Redskins did not pick. You've got uh, Levi Jones, Mike Williams, the the massive man who was actually starting to, no pun intended, round into a decent lineman again. Um, <laughs> Until they put see. him at guard. Cornelius, who plays hurt all the time, is hurt all the time, but plays hurt a lot and is actually pretty good. Andre Carter finally has presence in the middle, so he's doing decently, but not as good as he ever could have been. I mean, a couple of sacks against the Chiefs is great, but what's he going to do against the good teams? He doesn't play in the middle. What's that? No, I'm talking about on the outside. He's a first-round pick, dude. No, you said he has presence in the middle. Brian Arakpo no, because he be has presence Because he has presence in the middle with Hainsworth to give him the pressure is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Brian Arakpo should be playing on the end. He should, should be. be playing on the end. Um, who else is a former first-round pick? Wait, uh, we... Carlos Rogers. <laughs> Except the Redskins got him. D'Angelo we... Hall. Can't tackle. Um, Dion Jr. Who? Leron Dion Landry. Jr. Uh, he's a Redskins one. Who were you saying, Aaron? Dion Jr. That's what I was calling yeah. D'Angelo Hall. <laughs> yeah, no lie. At least he's trying to tackle. He just sucks at it. Um... Who else? We used to have even more. Like there was uh, Sean Springs, always hurt. Um, London Fletcher was not a first round pick, was he? London Fletcher was. Unsigned. He was like sixth round or something. He was unsigned. What? Unsigned. That's right. That's right. I knew he was like either late or something. Out of John Carroll University or college. I don't even know if it's a university or college. Anyway, the, the Redskins yeah. have done that a lot with signing those former first round picks, thinking that they're going to be great. Um, a lot of them are no longer on the team anymore that I can think of. So, anyway, back to the signings because you know I just Jeff about George. Not you forgot about totally Jeff George, dude. Who? Jeff George. He was one. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, if Jeff George were on fire, I would not piss on him to put him out. All right, go ahead. And uh, one of our listeners, let's stay disjointed for a second. One of our uh, web guys that are on the website here that comes on and comments, uh, T Die. I, I imagine short for tie-dye, 
put a quote in our quote box on harryhogfootball.com. And he said, Snyder needs to walk out on the 50-yard line and set himself on fire. Then we would have something to cheer about. That's hard. <laughs> nice. That's He's hard. So right. You know what? I was wondering I mean, if that was actually uh, if that was actually Tim Dye, because uh, you know we went to school with a guy named Tim Dye in Virginia Beach. I don't know if that's him or not. But, we did. Uh, yeah, we did. We he went did? to uh, Independence Junior High School and Princess Anne High dude, School. I, dude, I didn't go to IMS. I went to <laughs> Bayside. Dude. Oh yeah, that's right. It was IJHS. I'm talking about Aaron and I. Oh yeah, back then IJHS and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, dude, that was so like 1988. What does that have to do with football? Nothing. Anyway, moving on. Um, The Redskins also re-signed Ronaldo Lynn again. Um, And uh, (laughs) and the Redskins also signed a running back. And we'll get into why in just a second. Well, kind of why. They signed some running back named Quentin Gaither. Um, If any of you have heard of this guy ever, please let us know. (laughs) You can email us at redskinsfan at harryhawkfootball.com. Um, our crack team of researchers has found out that he was on the Tennessee Titans roster last year, um, and was on their practice squad before that. And in, and, and in all seriousness, I think the reason the Redskins signed him is that he's big enough that he can play fullback because I've been talking about this the last couple weeks, uh, more off the air than on the air, but, uh, uh, the caveman is not playing all that great. Mike Dude, no one is playing that great. No one's playing that great, but Sellers' play started dropping off a little bit at the end of last year, and right now he's not playing all that well, I'm, and and there's no backup for him. He didn't have a backup all last year either, so I guess they're trying to bring in someone who's got a who can play a couple of different positions. They need to bring in uh, someone that can back yeah. up that can back up Portis. Yeah, and unfortunately, going into the cuts to the sign all you mean these like guys, Marcus Mason. Marcus Mason, Anthony Allridge, and Marcus Mason were both cut. That doesn't make any sense. I can't believe they cut Marcus Mason. I just, I just, I don't know. I saw a lot of promise in that guy. We all did. It makes absolutely no sense. Dude, I was saying put him in instead of Portis, and they never did. Mm -hmm. Right now, we've got got the three running backs, and we've got this Quentin Gaither guy. Um,. And Marcus Mason is going to go and probably get signed by somebody else because they haven't even re-signed him to the practice squad. They signed some wide receiver named Anthony Armstrong, who I've never heard of. And he's not even, like, a big one. It's probably because he went people, to... Dudes? I, I, I don't know who this guy is. He's, he's a 5'11", 183-pound uh, wide receiver that went to West Texas A&M, you know, technical college of farming, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. Dude, I would like to see Marco Mitchell get on the field. Speaking yeah, of. yeah. Where the hell has Marco Mitchell been lately? Because none of the other wide receivers are doing anything other than Santana Seriously. Moss. Um, but anyway, Marcus Mason, Anthony Allridge, both running backs, both cut. Pack-a-lack, the punter Marcus got cut. Mason was, um, Marcus Mason was pretty classy, though, about being cut. I mean, like, he was online uh, talking about, you know, being cut again. And, um, you know... <laughs> Basically saying he's been with the three with the team three times and he's been cut three times, so he he basically was like talking about it, uh, saying it's kind of like domestic violence. You're in a violent relationship. Why does the woman always go back? Because <laughs> <Which is kind laughs> <of fun. laughs> uh, he gets paid. That's oh all. man. <laughs> but it's, but it's, uh, you know, he I... actually 
What? What's that? I, I, I hate to say it. I really, all of us, we really want him to get re-signed to the practice squad so we don't lose him to another team, even though if yeah. they sign him to a regular roster spot, they can pull him right off the practice squad if we don't put him on the roster. Right. But at this point, damn, was, if I don't, I, I want him to go play somewhere because the Redskins don't damn deserve him. Oh, he's going to become Dude, like was, the next he, Adrian Peterson. He was classy Peterson about it, though. He um he he was calling I'm sorry he was classy about it he was saying basically the Redskins are the Yankees of the NFL just talking about the amount of talent and everything that they have and just being able to to do it he he just said you know he said I just don't understand it. it's just not clicking the pieces just aren't clicking right now but um, I mean he had a lot of good things to say he said um uh the funny thing was Jim Zorn Dan Snyder Vinny Serrato none of those guys called him to tell him he was cut. Um, Morocco Brown, the director of pro football personnel, called him. Who? <laughs> pro personnel. Who? Is that the new running That's back? what I said, too. <laughs> called Morocco Brown. Who is that? Do you know who that is? <laughs> is he related dude, to Barack Obama? That, they're making that up. That dude doesn't exist. That's like some other, like, like, like talking head guy. I bet that guy doesn't even exist. Dude, it's just like some guy they dude, made up. Dude, look him up. Morocco look him up, dude. He, I'm not said, looking him up. He said Jim Zorn, Dan Snyder, Vinny Serrato, none of them called him, but it was the director of pro personnel, Morocco Brown, that called. <laughs> Who's Morocco Brown? Who is this guy? He's the next guy that no Jim's, he's the next Morocco guy Brown that Dan Snyder's going to fire. The, apparently he is, uh, after the owner, he is the number four person in the, uh, in the, uh, organization, according to the Washington Post. Um, he come, came yeah. from the Bears organization, and they were sad to see him go. Um, Morocco Brown. Hmm. That might Morocco be the guy Brown. that they've talked about that has the clipboard. And when you see him walking towards you at, at practice, like at Redskins Park, and he has the clipboard in his hand, you don't want to talk to him because it means you might get cut. You you run the other way. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but, you know, Marcus but Mason anyway. said that he was told – he was told – let me just get this out of here – he was told uh, earlier in the season that if Clinton Portis went down, that he would be the starting running back. Is what is what he's saying. So Martin basically, Dan that. Snyder lied to him also. Well, maybe Zorn told him that, and Vinny's too stupid to realize that. Yeah, that's a really good idea. So, because since it is a good idea, Vinny just won't think that it is <laughs> he, in fact a good idea. He's, he, uh, he said. He said. Um, then at, then at times I was told that it's the NFL and that that stands for not for long NFL. Not for long. So I was being told a lot of different things. <laughs> and well, then, dudes, like I said, hopefully we'll be able to get him back on the practice squad. But really, the Redskins don't even deserve the guy. And hopefully, yeah. he'll catch on somewhere. I mean, I, it'll be just our dumb luck that something crazy will happen, like Portis will go down with a season-ending injury on Monday night. And we'll try to re-sign Mason, and it'll already be picked up by someone like the Cowboys, uh-huh. and then burn us for five or six years after that. Yeah, and then he'll um, be picked up face? by the Eagles, running against us. And Quentin Gaither will suck. And to tell you the truth, I wouldn't be surprised if Zorn doesn't even know that Mason's been cut yet. Yeah, Zorn's like all <laughs> ensconed in his office, going, "I'm not leaving. I'm, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving." Anyway, we need to start um, getting like ready to wrap this thing up. We got to get to Tom's trivia because this thing's running long. Yeah. Jump. All right, one kick more, it in. Tom's trivia. Yeah, let's go into that. Go yeah. for it. Kick it. All right. So here is this week's 
Tom's Trivia. guys, another episode of Tom's Trivia, this one after the <clears throat> catastrophe against Kansas City. Um, they just announced this morning, that, or last night, that Campbell's going to start running that football. I'm not sure that's the right idea, but, you know, let's hope something gets turned around here quickly. Last week's, uh, there were two questions. Uh, the first question was, in honor of the Tampa game, where we beat Josh Johnson making his first start, when was the last time the Redskins defeated a quarterback? making his first NFL start. And the correct answer is the 2005 season opener against Chicago, where we beat Kyle Orton, making his first start. That was the game that Ramsey went down with like a hangnail, and Gibbs immediately pulled him for Brunel and never looked back. Um, the second question was in two parts. It related to the Carolina game uh, for uh, when we had a 15-point lead. And the question was, when was the last time Jason Campbell had a 15-point lead, and when was the last time the Redskins had a 15-point lead and lost? The first part of that question is Jason Campbell held a lead of 15 points as a starter against Detroit Lions two years ago on, on a road to a 34-3 victory. That's pretty sad. What's also sad is the last three regular season games of that year, the Redskins held a 15-point lead against the Giants, against the Vikings, against the Cowboys. All three of those are the only three starts uh, Todd Collins has made as a Redskins quarterback. So, another reason why I think we probably should have gone with Todd Collins for Monday night and not Jason Campbell, but, you know, it's not my decision. I'm not sure it's Jim Zorn's either, but it's not mine. Um, and the second part of the question is, when was the last time the Redskins blew a 15-point lead at any point in any game? Was the 1999 season opener against the Cowboys, which I'm sure we all remember, where we had a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter and lost it uh, in overtime thanks to that bomb to Rocket Ishmael. Um, all right, well, the reason I ran through all the questions and answers right now is that uh, Dave from Michigan got all of it right. Technically, it's, you should get credit for two, but it's, it was three questions in total, and he got all three questions right. So very well done. And um, on to the next question for this week in honor of us, our inability to beat Kansas City, which... Uh, if you didn't already know, if you were at the game, you would have seen that they posted on the web, on the uh, big screen. The Redskins have not beaten Kansas City since 1983. They don't play them very often. It's only been a handful of times. And, and I think only once at home since then. I was there back in uh, when uh, Marty got crushed in his first five games. One of those was against Kansas City. Um, but, yes, they have not beat Kansas City since 1983. That is the longest streak time-wise, not games, time-wise, that we have had uh, a losing streak against another team. The question is, what, what is the second longest in amount of time, not games? 
Uh, it's been 26 years since you've been in Kansas City. What's the second longest streak? All right. Um, well, after this game on Monday, the good news is we won't lose the following week. And we have a bye week. But hopefully something clicks for these guys. The defense is definitely playing well enough to win. So if the offense gets it into gear. Talk to you guys later. Hail the rest. All right, we're back. Sweet. Congrats to the winner of last week's Tom's Trivia. And Way to you know go. the answer to this week's. Please send it in to Tom at HarryHogFootball.com. That's Tom, spelled T-O-M, just like it sounds, at HarryHogFootball.com. <laughs> and if you guys want to send us some email, I've got some this week. I got some email from Big Boy. And I think Chris J in the U.K. sent some. And you know what they were talking about, complaining Dude, about Snyder. Dude, I bet you I can, I can tell you exactly what every single one said in a nutshell. To quote our dog, Trey Johnson, Man, we suck! Basically. <laughs> and they were also mainly blaming nice. Dan Snyder. Okay. Yep, so thanks right for on. those emails. If um, you guys have emails, go ahead and send those in to RedskinsFan at HarryHogFootball.com. Uh, what right else? On. What else do we have here before we wrap it up? Next game is Monday night Monday in Washington night at at home. Monday night football. We have two nighttime games this year at home. I don't know how in the hell an eight and eight team swung that, but I can guarantee it won't happen next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Jason Campbell has been named the starter for the game against the Eagles. Uh, we can always hope that he's going to. You know, be a Donovan McNabb like last year where he sucked for a while and they benched him halfway through a game. And then the next week he came out and just threw tons of touchdowns and led the team to victory. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I, I, I just. I don't see it happening. One can always hope. So anyway, yeah, um, the Eagles, as you all know, lost to the Oakland last week. So they were embarrassed. So they're going to be mad and they, they don't want to lose to two sucky teams in a row. Oh, yeah. They're going to be really pissed off. And, you know, McNabb's not what he used to be. Brian Westbrook, not to be confused for Byron, who should be cut Westbrook. (laughs) Um, They're not as good as they used to be. They're a team that's getting ready to rebuild, I think, as well. But they're pissed off after losing to Oakland. And I guarantee you they're ready to show the nation that they don't suck. And we're just the most discombobulated cluster of a team and an organization right now. I mean, it it very well could be one of the ugliest games we've ever witnessed. Um, I'm 34 years old, and this is really looking like the worst season in my lifetime. I'll have to concur mm. with that. Yeah. And, um, I mean, this is way worse than the Pettibone, like, 3-13 and 13 season. Because, I mean, you know, that was at the beginning of the whole salary cap and free agency and everything and people were gutting their teams and you're just like that's just what happened unfortunately to a bunch of teams this is just management ineptitude Uh to the highest degree but it's it's horrible there is something to look forward to if you have tickets to this game before the game my dog number 30 
is to be inducted into the ring of fame. Beamich. <coughs> now, how funny is it that they're putting him in the ring of fame before the game against the team that he got cut and signed with mm-hmm. when they picked up freaking Dion, who allegedly was part of the Redskins. I still refuse to believe that he was actually ever on the team um, officially because yeah. he sure never showed up. <laughs> he was and on the team, dude. So, Brian Mitchell, I'm going to go out on the limb here. And name Brian Mitchell as the next Redskins head coach. I'm going to go ahead and give my game ball to Brian Mitchell. And I, I hope, I really hope that we'll be able to hear it. Probably won't on Redskins radio because they hate Brian Mitchell um, and the Redskins organization because he tells it like it is. Um, but I, I would love to be able to hear, like, if he gives a speech, what he says before the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Anyway. Man. Because, you know, he's not – after the game last week, he, he he was – you know, he's always very outspoken, but he was in a class by himself. He was – you could just see his eyes were starting to get wild. He was like, this is just the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I really dude, don't have anything else to say this week. Keep the faith, brothers. So um, – if you guys have anything else to say, send us an email. Like we said, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. If you know the answer to Tom's yeah. trivia, send it in to Tom at tom at harryhogfootball.com. And try to enjoy the game. Apparently, I read an article where, where people during the game last week, apparently they have these signs around FedEx that say, if you need help, text this something to this number. And all these people were texting during the game, help, we need an offense. <laughs> whoever the people were that text back just texted back try to enjoy the game <laughs> oh man that's fantastic so anyway it would be like help there's a there's a jerk Dallas fan you know showing his rear end over here in section 422 nope it was people like saying help we need to fire the owner help we need an offensive line Try to enjoy the game. <laughs> anyway, hopefully you will be able to jo- enjoy the game, uh, although I highly doubt it on Monday night. And we'll try to anyway. And hail to the Redskins. And as always, even though it's pretty hard to do in the state of the team, if you see a Cowboys fan. Now just go ahead and joke them! Joke